On today's episode, we had Dave come on. Dave is an owner of a gym in Rujidal called Flow State with an ape. Um, he's fantastic work. What he does, he adds many different modalities and methods into one kind of like, I guess, training session, bit of the East, bit of the West and all this kind of amazing stuff. And in today's chat, we kind of break down the flow method, he calls it, in his gym, which was quite cool, and how to, you know, be in flow with life, you know, and then, you know, getting the best out of the yin and the yang and finding your balance in life, which was a fantastic chat, I reckon, in breaking all this down and a lot of value that I, that was in it as well. Before we jump into today's episode, guys, also like to mention, um, I do have Creating Your Legacy t-shirts on my website so head over to mitchellcrocker.com find everything there and also to um if you would like to help to support the podcast that little extra bit go to patreon.com forward slash studio mindfulness which i'll link all this stuff below and i'll link all dave's stuff down below too which i highly suggest go check it out check out all his social medias uh flow state as well and all that, which will be all linked down below. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So, cheers. Sweet, man. Welcome to the show, Dave. How are you today? Mate, in the sunny coast, the, the birds are chirping, sun's out. We're not in lockdown. I cannot complain. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful day out there. Spent a bit of time out there this morning, which was good, near the beach and that. So, yeah, cannot complain with the weather <laughs> and that. So, man, um, yeah, so... You've, you started your own gym, um, it's called Flow 8, is that correct? Flow State, yes, with an yes. 8. Yeah, sweet. Um, so, and it was actually quite fun um, going through all your stuff and that because of how many modalities you cross into this gym. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll start actually with your journey and how um, it's come about into what you have now. Yeah, well, I've, I've been in fitness maybe, in and out of fitness for probably... How old am I now? 33. So probably 12, 13 years, but really earlier than that, because I, I played, you know, a decent level of sport growing up and that introduced me to a lot of the sports science, that type of fitness um, approach. And then um, early 20s, got into personal training, did the whole competition, competing more on your, not bodybuilding, but, you know, the, the muscle model and, and fitness model stuff back in the day. Um, gradually just being on that journey, got into yoga a little bit, um, I actually got into a bit of everything. So I, I had a job on a cruise ship actually. So I was director of fitness on a cruise ship based in Miami and I had to run Tai Chi classes, yoga, spin, pump, run seminars on the body, nutrition, all the above. Um, and then got into a supplement industry and that led me into, and then I got into self-development, mindset, leadership, and got more into entrepreneurship. Um, and then in 2019, I probably had like a bit of a crash out you know, life low moment where you, you know, you had a few businesses, you know, go under, lose everything. And you have to rediscover, well, what, who am I? Why am I here? What's my Dharma? What's my purpose? Where to next? And, and fitness had been the thing that had got me out of a rut when I was probably 19, oh, probably 21. So I, and whatever, for, and I did a few, you know, saw a few specialists from astrologists to healers to doing just different online personality tests. And it was really, really clear. I had to get back into fitness, mindset, philosophy, all the above. And through just experimenting, getting my own health back and, and getting my own mind right, I kind of started, long story short is I was, um, I was had, had to move back with my parents for a couple of months because I'd lost, you know, lost a lot of money um, in a couple of years. And so I wanted to train myself. 
And I'm like, well, I need to do some yoga. I need to do some weights. I need to do breath. I need to get back. So I, I knew I had to do like 10 different modalities and I couldn't really decide which one to cut. So I kind of just started playing at home and mashing them all together and created my own sort of sequence for myself. And within 20 to 30 days, every injury I had was healed. I was just peak state all day, every day. I was, you know, and I was like, shit, I think I'm onto something here. Like this is, there's some kind of magic in this. And then we did online and, um, same sort of thing. People are like, oh, I don't know if this is a coincidence, but my injuries are healing up. I'm feeling amazing. I'm like, well, there, there is no coincidences. And they're definitely yeah. not. it's on repeat. So yeah, then we, and then was looking for a studio uh, this year or yeah, this year, early or late last year. And obviously Melbourne and New South Wales were probably not the um, best spots to do it with COVID. And uh, this site in Maroochydore popped up. So I packed the bags, moved up, took the, took the leap of faith and um moved into Maroochydore, which I've always wanted to get back to the sunny coast. Um, I think it's best, one of the best parts of the world. So it was a great, great excuse. And it, and it all come together perfectly from rock bottom though, which is kind of cool. And if I hadn't gone to rock bottom, I would have never, never figured it out, never figured out my purpose, maybe stayed on the wrong path for a long time. Yeah, man. Like I, what's, what's the saying? It's like rock bottom is probably one of the best teachers of anything. You yeah. kind of need to hit that full paint threshold. Yeah before oh, yeah. you like get pivoted up because yeah. the only way once you hit that place is you know they go straight up kind of thing yeah. yeah and yeah i see it i see it with a few people sometimes they hit like just before rock bottom mm -hmm. but it's not until they actually hit that place they don't go up <laughs> it's like yeah. some people just hover there <laughs> yeah i think it's called the lack of band effect where the further back you can fall to rock bottom the stronger that catapult um can be so uh, yeah when people are like struggling and going under like i struggle to show compassion because i'm sometimes like oh yeah this is the beautiful spot this is where you get to figure out who you are yeah <laughs> oh dude i'm exactly the same like i've learned so many things out of like a few times i've been at my own i guess personal rock bottoms and that and when i hit those places that's when i seem to spring you know up and then you learn the most from that because you learn all these coping tools along yeah. the way up yeah and my favorite quote from uh, movie fight club is it's not till you've lost everything you're free to do anything so there's a huge liberation in in stripping back you know i had to give back the car the, you know the, the merc you know everything so but there's a freedom in that there's a liberation in that it's like oh all these things that were tying me down you know whether it's a mortgage or rent or a business that was tying you down all of a sudden i was like hey i'm i'm actually kind of free here i can do whatever i want and we're in a time in the world where you can do whatever you want within reason um so yeah it's it's not so bad <laughs> yeah like that's you're exactly on point there man with that it's like because of having online your reach mm. goes so much further you don't have to spend as much time trying to you know build those networks or build that business because you can do you can it learn anything globally yeah. like learn anything in the world right now online with yeah pretty much <laughs> that's definitely true and it's like pretty much with the books that i've got behind me at the moment yeah. <laughs> it's well. different aspects of everything in that yeah that's <laughs> kind great. of thing so what was some of the i guess mentalities that um you brought into the flow method so we, we start every session with breath work um, which has many benefits from a scientific standpoint we can change your physiology or neurochemicals the nervous system operation, hormones, all the above, you know, but on a spiritual level for the last 4,000 years, they've understood that breath connects you to spirit, to your higher self, 
that we can channel chi, prana, basically charge our body with life or something beyond wisdom. Um, so we do that. We do yoga, which is which is really part of breath. Well, yoga is, should be breath work, um, the, the asanas and meditation, but it's kind of changed along the years. But we do meditation, of course, and, you know, follow a lot of guys that we were talking earlier. Peter Crone has inspired a lot of the meditation strategies we, we do. Um, Joe Dispenza has inspired many of the meditation techniques we do. Yoga has, Zen meditation to Taoism. So even within our meditation, there's a hybrid of maybe seven or eight influences. And then same with the breathwork, we're using Qigong breathwork, some, some Chinese medicine style inspired breathwork, yoga, and then some more modern stuff from the Oxygen Advantage guys, the Wim Hof style. So even within the breathwork, the yoga, there's a hybrid within each of them. And then if we look at our mobility, our mobility kind of blends together um, sort of your prehab, rehab, physio exercises with more kind of like your primal animal flow, those types of movements. And, and then if you look at our functional training, you know, we're really adopting some more high level, you know, elite athlete stuff that what all the, what all the colleges are doing in America right now and the way they're training and their principles with a lot lighter weight, a lot more single leg stuff, eccentric movements, slowing it all down, playing with the tempo and they're creating, you know, I, I think you become almost a super athlete when you've got control of that. So yeah, within the many modalities is another uh, many modalities influenced each one. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's fun. It's, you know, I'm, I'm probably endlessly reading, researching and trying to put it together without um, people going, this is too crazy, but I, 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 that hasn't been the problem, which is cool. Oh, it's so cool, man. Like I, I do resonate with what you're saying a lot. Cause that's what I bring into a lot with my work. It's so many different modalities and stuff. And like, I asked, you asked at the start, it's like, what's like the one you specialize in and it's like well I grab a bit from everything and then tie it into your own and I think that's like the most important bit as well as like all these different modalities and tying them into one and I guess this is where you see the best results instead of just focusing on one and then sometimes I think you've mentioned a few times in a couple of videos is that um, when you just focus on say one you know modality you end up burning out the other stuff yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, what we say in it is, you know, we, we do a full circle of wellness and we say, if you're doing your strength and conditioning, your yang, not only can it neglect the yin of your mobility and flexibility, it can make it worse. So mm-hmm. it's super important to, to, you know, the whole yin and yang do both. Everything should be an integration, a balancing act. Life should be a balancing act, you know, masculine, feminine, night and day, sleep and rest, you know, having a good time, work, all the above, I think. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's finding that, like, I guess, so your own balance and with that, because that's where you, if you don't find that balance, that's where you find a lot of people burning out. Yeah, and that. So, like, with with this method and that, where do you find, before people jump into it, where do you find that people burn out the most or overwork in certain areas before? Well, well they overdo, for- yeah, overdo everything is the biggest problem. Well, they, most people that are into fitness generally overtrain, overwork, Everything's yang, too much coffee, too much phone time, too much work, too much drive, too many workouts, too much plyo, too much resistance, not enough recovery, rest, restoration, downtime, meditation, isolation, stretching, decompression. So that would be most people that are into fitness have a massive out of balance that way. And what happens is they're injured, they're sore, their adrenals burn out, their you know, stress levels, anxiety, all the above. And then on the flip side, you know, you do get a lot of people that have done uh excess yin in a, in a lazy way i'll say 
and yeah, they don't do a hell of a lot and just haven't maybe just haven't found the right place that's comfortable for them, the right environment, the right method, or, you know, they've just get most of the time, they just get life, life gets in the way and, you know, they put them, them themselves and their own routine for their health, body, mind, soul um, goes to the bottom of the list. And when, when that list is always full, it, it never gets hit. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's like the hard, I guess, sometimes with people because they have such a full list and they just think because they get so attached to these things because I guess it's that safety. We they know what they're doing each day. And then as soon as you bring that something else in that's probably going to make it better and start cutting out a few things, you find that people have a lot of resistance against against it. Yeah, massive. Yeah. We don't like change. (laughs) Yeah. It's quite um, fascinating how much the, I guess, the brain doesn't like change and evolving and that and you know, one thing I've learned through this journey is like the frequency of the, of the universe is actually, you know, evolving or evolution. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess what parts of um, Eastern and the Western culture have you really started to combine together and break that down a bit? Well, well a lot more East, I would say, you know, mm. if you look at the word flow, if you Google the philosophy of flow, it'll come up as, the Tao or Taoism or Taoism, whatever you want to call it, which is the most ancient Eastern philosophy that, that we are aware of. And uh, yeah, it's basically, you know, it's the opposite of the Tao or Taoism is um, a gentleman, they say it was named Lao Tzu, wrote a book called the Tao Te Ching. I think it's got 81 verses and it's his observations of nature and it shows and it just interprets how we have we live by the same rules we are nature we are part of nature and when we live in harmony of nature and and can adopt those principles and he uses water a lot as a great example to live our lives um, life becomes more effortless we hit the flow or the sweet spot and and what's funny about that is if you look at modern psychologists and scientists and their work on what flow state is and they're testing your neurochemicals your nervous system all, all those different things how to trigger it they're pretty much just talking about what, what the Taoists called Wu Wei, which was effortless action or non-action, um, which is just in that total state of being, not stuck in our head, totally immersed in what we're doing, surrendered to the outcome and just enjoying the process and really getting I- I- involved in it. And, that's, and that's why it's probably been called at some point flow state on this modern science level. But really the more exciting part for me is, is the living with the doubt because it's not just about triggering flow state while I'm riding or shooting a basketball. I can live my life in a flow state. I can ha- start to see all the, all the moving parts of my life as totally surrendered, impartial and just going about every action of my day with whatever, whatever faces me. And, and I'll just hit that each scenario of life with enthusiasm, with peace, with acceptance and and that's a very blissful state you know to to live life in yeah which is so important i loved how you pointed out especially um acceptance and that's probably the best way to you know find that flow in life and then the more that you kind of accept the easier it becomes and work for and then there's no resistance as well yeah yeah Yeah. it's very exhausting to fight Mm. reality or fight the current or fight what is yeah Um, and it's a war you will never win because we have uh, and what they talk about is we have very little control over things. So when you're trying to control everything and we have no control, that's a pretty, that's a formulation, a formula for, for suffering <laughs> and a lot of frustration. Yeah. And um, as we're talking about with Peter Crome, he goes, you know, live in the energy of uncertainty. 
because that's what life is <laughs> only known yeah so yeah you know, peter crones if you listen to a lot of his stuff he, he's definitely done some some reading i think on the Tao and and eastern philosophy for sure and he's he's big into yoga and whatnot so yeah it's all it's all a lot of the yoga practices and philosophies from that time and the Tao in china india there's a lot of similarities and even the stoics in in europe um similar time periods within reason and it's a lot of the same philosophies of of they all sort of clued into it all back then and we're only rediscovering it a few thousand years later yeah it's quite funny how it's like um some people come out it's like new research even though a lot of this stuff's been around for ages and it's just yeah. science is now backing it up uh, and as you're saying it's like a look into like the east the west european cultures a lot of the time they're saying the same things but the language the way they use it yeah. which is just different yeah absolutely yeah so when was that you first discovered flow great question um really good question i'm not actually sure um it just kind of it hit me from multiple angles because i was getting back into eastern philosophy and i started seeing the word flow flow like water i was getting back into the sports stuff and i've got an interest in psychology biohacking and they're talking about flow um and then yoga talks a lot about flow and every second pilates studio is called flow so i just saw it started at bruce lee was a big Taoist and I, and I started following him. So all this, just doing a broad set of research and bringing it into my own practice, I just kind of started seeing that flow is actually connected everywhere. It's, yes, you could call flow the way you move with perfect body-mind control through a pose. Um, yes, it could be hitting that flow state and being in the zone, but it's also a philosophy of living effortlessly, living somewhat impartial and, and, and in just total acceptance, whatever life brings so that's where i um it all kind of just come together at the same time and um yeah i really resonated with it and uh that's such a good way to live like one of one of my affirmations is what will the Tao bring me today or what adventure because <laughs> god you know if you, it's it, then it becomes kind of like a, a game rather than uh why is this happening to me it's kind of like well why is the universe or Tao flowing this into my life it's kind of now from a point of curiosity and fast or as jim rowan says turn frustration into fascination like why are you doing in something that might trigger us instead of why is this happening to me you go why what, what's this doing for me like why is why is it here <laughs> you know versus that anger and what we, what you mentioned earlier that uh, resistance <laughs> yeah which is, i think it's so important to like you know as you're saying it's, i don't know why this none of this is really taught in school and that it's starting to reframe things because somehow like I don't know with western culture we have to have control over over yeah. everything yeah. and like this is just not so true and then it's like now i guess with you know eastern sort of become a lot more into the western society we're understanding that it's more as you're saying it's more just being in flow and you know changing the language we use around it saying like sort of you know as you're saying with that yeah yeah absolutely and then like one of the you know another quote i like is is everything's not happening to me it's happening for me you know like little perspective changes like that imagine how much different one's life could be if every time something perceived to be wrong we are like why is this happening to me versus we're getting excited about it like why is this happening for me like what what's the you know so it's a very you know it could be it could be seen as a bit of a cliche oh positive everything but you know it, it's a it's a much better way than uh than the than the latter <laughs> I definitely agree, man, because it's like, um, as well, too, like a lot of the time with the quote unquote negative emotions, 
uh, like, and then you put it into a positive, it's just the mind telling you what's the difference. The body reacts in the same way. It's like, um, what's a being nervous and excitement, the body still reacts in the exact same way. And it's all you have to do is change that, you know, the word that you use and then you realize that you are excited instead of nervous. And then generally with that too, like being nervous is the source of energy as well that you can say before you do a talk or sports event, that's like an energy source that you can tap into and then bring out. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm. So I guess what are the some things that you bring it that you do in your daily routine to help you to you know find I guess flow or that brings you you know into that state? Yeah, well, I do find myself anchoring my breath a lot more frequently every day, just and anchoring back down. So I do find that I do that more and more as I get better at it, but. You know, I'm still, you know, the, the, the teachings of Taoism and the Tao and letting go, um, if you can't read it once and implement it, like it takes reminding. So I'll look, I've got my 12 principles on my phone and I'll look over them every day. And I'll, like today I looked at it, you know, there's some frustration in my morning. It said, accept reality as it is right now. It's meant to be this way. So some things that were kind of frustrating me, I was like, yeah, remember everything is, it's, it's as it's meant to be. There's a reason this is showing up. So I surrender to it in a way, you know, uh, number two is embrace challenge voids triggers because that's showing you something you can grow from. So, you know, I'll, I'll go over that daily. Um, and each day, one of the 12 will resonate with me more and it just helps you recenter and get, and get calm, grounded, relaxed, sur- let go, surrendered. And then you're in that calm state and you can move on with your day versus holding on to that negative energy or frustration and carrying it with you for maybe hours, days, weeks becomes your personality eventually. So yeah, that, they, they're the main ones and, and just stuff I've been doing forever. Um, you know, I'll always do a greens in the morning, um, try and keep hydrated, a bit of salt, you know, uh, Himalayan salt or Celtic salt in my water, get the electrolytes up, try and get enough sleep. If I'm tired, I'll take a 10 minute meditation um, and obviously keep active and try and, you know, eat healthy. Like they're not... Uh, not uh break, break, you know it's not news breaking stuff really yeah it's it's pretty funny how basic a lot of it is and i think that's like one of the best things with like technology where my phone is is that i even set reminders of myself with stuff during the day just to remember to do things it's like i think one of them i have halfway through the day it's just like ground yourself yeah. take a deep breath in because something that's a lot of people forget to do and when I first actually started to get into this like kind of journey, that's the one thing, the first thing I actually learned was how to breathe Yeah. and realizing how many of us don't actually breathe properly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a terrible breather. So I really need to do the breath work. I'm a mouth mm. breather. Mm. I've got, I've always got had different sinuses. I've got a break down my left nostril that I never got fixed. So I'm a terrible breather. So yeah, I really need to, if I don't try and really force that nasal breathing, regulate, do some alternate nostril. Like I'm missing out. Like I'm leaving a lot on the table. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that a little bit as well, man. Because I guess when I go, when you're looking at the fight or flight responses, my ones normally freeze and freeze is the one where you don't normally breathe properly. So it's like hyper. I'm I'm the same, yeah. Yeah. Well, some of, oh, sorry, let you go. No, I'm the same. Always just hold the breath for that short while you're doing something. You're just unconsciously holding the breath unnecessarily. Yeah, like even um last night when I did a meditation session, I noticed myself um 
because not breathing through it or forgetting yeah. to because it would just drop yeah. into that sand and I'm like well you gotta breathe <laughs> yeah 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 I know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> what are, um so also too what are the, some of the um breathing techniques that you kind of teach people to help them to bring to that you know back to their zen state yeah well I, the, I always categorize breathing into three three categories you can either do a breath that's going to charge you up and trigger a fight or flight response such as your Wim Hof or your fire breathing um, generally just a larger inhale than exhale, your warrior breathing, strong in and out, that's going to energize the body. Um, anything balancing is pretty easy. Box breath, Buddha breath, whether they're in and out of the same, like box breath, obviously four, 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 four is, is very effective. Um, I like the Buddha breath, five in, five out, how monks train to breathe. They say that's very harmonious. It plays like the surf. The, they call it the perfect symphony in your nervous system and, and on a cellular level. Um, and then to really relax, just a super long exhale, bring some ohms into it, bring some sound. Um, one of my mentors calls it the sigh of relief, double breath in, <sighs> dump it all, let it go. Um, there's an archery breath where you basically breathe it in and, and shoot it out. Um, so there, there's a lot of things. There are a lot more stress relieving ones. Four, seven, eight is quite good. In for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Um, the potato, one of the, the potato suffocation breaths is in as slowly as you can, out as slowly as you can through your nose. So you might even get up to 18, 20 seconds in and out, and that'll make you pretty calm, pretty quick. So yeah, there's, there's a handful of them. And, you know, then you play, and then I like to play with a few of them as well, or in a five minute medita- uh, breath work, I might start with a charge, then go to a ground, or I might start with a grounding and then charge up. So you can kind of get pretty playful with it or, do the alternate nostril with a box breath or the alternate nostril with a triangle breath or, you know, there's many variations and yeah, it's, it becomes a bit of a game really. <laughs> it's so fun, man. Cause I even like in my morning meditations and nighttime meditations, um, not with nighttime as much, but with the mornings, just playing around with them and then, you know, jumping yeah. into an activation breath and then into yeah. a relax yeah. and then depending yeah. on what I have for the day. And yeah. I find it's quite fun because they all intertwine together somehow yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, as you said, you've, you've got to be goal specific. Whatever, whatever you want to do, there's a breath for it. Yeah, 100% with that. Um, what have been some of the best teachers you have come across so far that's helped for, you along? For breath? Or? Uh, just generally, man. For breath, I, I love Dan Brule. Um, He was coached Tony Robbins, Olympic teams, and he's, he's just a great guy. He's a great dude um very free spirit and he, he's got a great understanding of the science and the spiritual side so i really like him where you know i love the oxygen advantage guys and that stuff but it's a bit more sciencey where i, I kind of like the the mystique and the mysterious um and then meditation peter crone is probably a lot a lot of influence joe dispenza helped me categorize my meditation so i will kind of see I now categorize all my, there might be 20 mini techniques I use for meditation. So I'll now separate them into focusing on the past, the present and the future. Mm. And I've got a lot of that from Joe Dispenza talking about how our state is often a byproduct of bad memories of the past. Um, you know, not, you know, and we hold into those emotions in the now and we fear a future we don't want, which Peter Cohen talks about as well. But um, so, yeah, I think those guys in meditation and then um Yoga, no one specifically. I did my course with Vikasa and, that, and they're great. But, I'm, you know, I'm always, there's so many cool, like I, I, might, I spend an hour on Instagram just watching all these talented people from all over the world. You know, it's pretty cool that you can, if you follow the right hashtags and the right accounts, like 
you can pretty much watch the best in the world at all these different modalities and you're just nonstop picking up different things, learning. Um, and then on a Chinese philosophy perspective, one of my good friends is, is, is very well known in that space, but um, there's a great book called the, the Tao of Health, Sex and Longevity. And that had probably absolutely huge um, under or new light bulb moments for me, I guess I'd call it. Yeah, it's quite, yeah. There's so much to, you know, even as you're saying, like, especially with online, if you follow the right people and this is what I talk into a lot, it's just like you can actually rig the algorithms to benefit you. Yeah. yeah. And I find that quite amazing. Yeah, it's so cool. So social, social can be as good as it can bad what do they say it's a like a lot of things it's a ter- it's a terrible master but a great servant yeah and it's like the laws of priority yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely exactly mm. yeah man um so yeah wrap it up on this question man what is the legacy you want to create well hopefully through no hopefully definitely <laughs> through flow state <laughs> we, we want to be a brand that brings the integration to the world, bringing together body and mind in a workout. It hasn't really been done well. We could argue yoga has been doing it for 4,000 years, but in my opinion, it hasn't been done well. No one, you know, there's a lot of great breath work workshops on a weekend or whatever it may be, but not a lot of people have been able to implement it day to day with a great system. Um, so yeah, we, we want to help integrate East and West, the old and the new, masculine, the feminine, recovery and performance and 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 take it to the world. And, and hopefully if, if you know, if, the big hairy audacious goal as Jim Collins says, is it, you know, ideally it, it becomes a global brand and you've made a global impact, but still get, got to get past this first site too. So um, always, I'm, I'm always falling into the trap of trying to have my head in the, in the clouds and the feet on the ground. And I, and I often get caught on in the clouds. So I've got to re re bring my feet down a lot of the time. Yeah. I resonate with that last little bit too, man, but yeah, I, I think that's amazing, man, because you are definitely right. It hasn't been done too well. I haven't seen it done like that before either. And many stuff that I've researched in that, it's normally the different modalities all kind of spread out. And to get them into one, I think that's where you're going to see the biggest like transformation in people's yeah. lives. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the plan. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate your time. Always, mate. Always good to chat. Uh, anything in this nature yeah awesome man thanks for tuning in today's episode guys be sure to give it a like comment let us know what you think um if you think a friend would value it share it with them and also too to help support the podcast a little extra bit go to patreon.com forward slash studio mindfulness and to check out all my programs and all the other content i have going on go to mitchellcrocker.com that has all my social media links and all that kind of stuff but yeah hope you enjoyed today's episode cheers for tuning in too